This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. All right, now I'm going to try real hard because we got a little bit of a teaching here today, so I need to try to teach a little bit, and sometimes it's hard because, you know, the Word of God just naturally gets you excited. I don't know about you. And if it don't get you excited, we need to help you out. And how we'll help you out is if you hang around here for a while, see, then your wood will get good and uh, on fire, okay? If you've got wet wood, we'll dry it out, amen, by the Spirit of God. But you should be getting excited about the things of God. You know, I don't know if many of you remember, but when you first got saved, there was an excitement. Okay, well, that shouldn't get less. That should get better. That should get hotter. You should get more excited, not less. And I have another news flash. I don't know why we're going to go here, but with your marriage. Okay? It shouldn't get worse. It shouldn't be less. It shouldn't be getting colder. It should be getting hotter. It should be getting better. Amen? So how much more than your relationship with God? But keep God first. Amen? Honor God. Honor his house. Honor the man and woman of God and come and hear the word and you'll see the rest of your life get worked out. Okay? Get back in balance. You know, I kept hearing that word this morning. The Lord said, my people are out of balance. You know, God is not up here. God's down here, over here. You know, when you've got time or when we get in trouble, that all of a sudden God is priority. No, God is number one. Then it's your mate. Then it's your children. Then it's the church and your job. So listen, I read this really good thing yesterday, and I can't even remember um, where I read it, but anyway, it was talking about, think how much more that you make sure you're not late for work, you make sure your kids are not late for school, you go to so much trouble, run around, do all this stuff, stress out, but when it comes to church, well, I'll get there when I get there, I'll show up when I need to, oh, they're not going to miss me. If I'm a little late, it's all right. Somebody else will fill my place. I don't need to do anything in the church. Somebody else will. Because then that means I have to be responsible and actually show up. See, we got to get our priorities back where they need to be. Because listen, God said when he's put first and he is honored and his house is honored, that I'm telling you, you'll start seeing a change in every other area of your life. So all of that was free. That wasn't even part of the message. But praise God. Isn't God a good God? See, because, seeing if you're feeling condemnation, okay, and I he- did hear this from Terry uh, uh, Copeland Pierce this morning. Uh, she was talking about, because she was talking about serving. And I'm thinking, now here they got a big church. And I mean, Copeland Ministries. Oh, my God, you'd think everything was perfect there. And you know what she was preaching on? People not serving in the house. The same people doing the same thing. Not helping with the children, not helping in the nursery, not helping with this, showing up late, you know, and just a few doing the same thing. And I'm thinking, whoa, 
So that happens there too? And she was talking about, though, see, the honoring of God, the house, and the pastors. And she goes, then you'll come in. And she goes, and don't tell me you're not called. Don't tell me you're not led to do it. She goes, you're automatically called if there's a need. And then when someone else comes in that is more called or anointed, then you can step out. But in the meantime, God's going to double bless you. So, see, we can't use that excuse, well, I'm not called to do that. Well, you are if there's a need. God's automatically said, okay, well, in the meantime, I need you to step up till we can find the called. See? But she was talking about serving God, and I'm going to tell you, see, there's a big gap there, but, you know, uh, in the house where you're missing out on some blessings too because you're not serving, doing something for God. Just think if everybody did something one time a month, you know, in one area that had a need, then that would, oh boy, they would be, you know, a lot of people would be saying thank you because we have many people that got four jobs, see? And then if you picked up one of those jobs and they could go work in that other job, maybe serve a little bit better, and then they're not having to do four things, see? But I'm going to tell you, there's such a blessing and there's a release over your life when you serve in the house of God and nothing is too little Nothing is too great. God said, when you serve me, when you serve my people, see, then you'll walk in that blessing, you know. So for whatever reason, apparently we needed to talk about that, and then I forgot what I was even going to say, what Terry was saying. That she said something. But anyway, we're going to talk about God's goodness today. And you know, that's part of when we serve God, we can walk in his goodness. Amen. So that's my title today, God's goodness. Uh, let's look over in Psalms 27, verse 13. Okay? And I think about what would have become of me. Listen, and that's what the scripture says. What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? I just think about sometimes if I had not asked Jesus into my heart, I just, I can tell you, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today. I don't know how many times I could tell you when I wasn't saved that the devil tried to take me out. And there's so many times, uh, you know, I could probably tell you about five times at least on our hand that the devil's tried to kill both Pastor and I and our family since we've been in ministry. But thank God. Thank God I got a powerful God. Thank God I got a faithful God. But, and if you don't get anything else out of the message today, hopefully I, because I'm going to say this over and over and over again about the goodness of God. So if you don't get anything else, hopefully you'll just keep hearing that, the goodness, the goodness, the goodness of God. Amen? The goodness of God. That theme goes throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The goodness of of God. And why? Because God is good. And that's the foundation of our faith in Him. God is good. The goodness of God. But you've got to get that in there. Get it in there. The more you know, though, of God's goodness, then the more, what? We will trust Him. See, when you know how good God is, it's not hard to trust Him. But did you know you can even be a Christian, go to church, and still have areas of your life where you're not totally trusting God? 
Why? Because maybe, one, you've been disappointed. Maybe you messed up. Maybe you've been got some religion in there that's told you a thing or two. So you don't give that area of your life to God because you don't really trust him. Because you don't have an understanding of his goodness. So the more we understand his goodness, then the more we'll trust him. And the more you trust him, the easier it is for you to put every area of your life into his hands. The whole thing. Not just certain areas, but you're able to say, God, every area of my life is yours. Every area is yours. Yes and amen. And by placing our lives into his hands, then he's able to open up the way. See, not only for us to be saved, but then for us to totally walk in the revelation of how good God is. Then he can bless us and work through us when we have a revelation. So this is such a wonderful thing to truly understand the goodness of God and that his will is for you to understand his goodness here on earth as it is in heaven. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to find out how good God is. God wants you to walk in it right now, today. Understanding of God's goodness, now listen, will bring forth healings and miracles in your life, and they will come when you totally understand God's goodness. Because when you really believe he's good, then you don't doubt anything that he says. No matter what the doctor says, no matter what your body says, no matter what everybody else is telling you, no matter what the outside circumstances are screaming, every time you look in the mirror, something will rise up on the inside. You say, but wait a minute, God's good. And God don't want me to be like this. God don't want me to have this. God don't want me to lack in this area. When you have that understanding, then miracles and healings will come. When we truly understand his goodness, it's easier for us to walk in these areas. Because, see, then you will trust him. And trust enables us to what? Open our hearts all the way. You won't open it just a little. You'll open it all the way. There'll be a total openness of your heart in every area. Then the healing power can show up. Revelation will show up. Miracles will show up. God's awesomeness will show up in your life. When we can see from God's word that it is his good pleasure to give them the kingdom. Think over in Luke 12 and 32. Listen, that it's his good pleasure. It's his God's good pleasure for you to walk in his goodness. Be blessed. Be prosperous in every area of your life. Amen? And that no good thing will what? Be withheld. God don't withhold things from you. God is a good God. He said, no good thing will I will withhold from you. To those what? Who walk uprightly. Who love God. Who trust him. Who are believing in him. Let's look at Psalms 84, verses 11 and 12. See, you've got to realize a thing, too. That God is a good God. He's not withholding something from you. He's trying to get something to you. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. 
No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He's just saying, just trust me. Just love me. Receive what I have for you. Because he's saying, I don't want to withhold. The only reason we ain't getting it is because we're not receiving it. See, you've got to hold out your heart, hold out your arms, and open up your life to get all God has. Because he's a gentleman and he's not going to force it on you. He's just waiting for you to say, yes, Lord, give it all to me. I receive it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Because my God is a good God. But he, we've got to see this. We've got to get this revelation. But we've got to understand, just like they did back then, he wasn't against them. He's for you. God is for you. He's not against you. Get that revealed in your heart. Because let me tell you, because see, when you hold on to that, or you're not really knowing, is he against me? Oh, my God. Is he upset with me? You know, is, is, is he not going to hear my prayer? <clears throat> then you're not able to walk in the revelation of his goodness. So you've got to get revealed in your heart that God is for you and not against you. That he's not holding out on you. He's trying to get stuff to you. He's trying to get your healing to you. He's trying to get your wholeness to you. Spirit, soul, and body. He's trying to prosper you. Spirit, soul, and body. He's trying to bring you joy and peace. Amen. He's trying to get some stuff to you. <clears throat> Instead, because he loves you, because he wants to do good to us. Listen, he was endeavoring to help them. Seeing that they were able to relax and by faith receive what they needed from him. That's what God wants us to see. Just relax. Just trust him. Just receive all that he has for us. Just say yes and amen. Quit saying you're not worth, worthy of it. Quit saying you're not deserving of it. Yes, you are. He died on the cross for you and I. He paid already the price for all of your sins and mistakes. Get up. Say, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Get up. Move on and begin to receive what God has for you. He loves you and he wants to get it to you. That's what God wants us to see. He's trying to reveal to us his revelation of a new freshness is coming on his people. There's a new, new refreshing and a revelation of God's goodness coming to his people. Of how good that he is. How loving that he is. So that what? We can receive from him like never before. Expect, experience the extraordinary of God. See, you can be saved and have a relationship with God and still be missing out on his goodness. Because you haven't opened up your areas in your heart. You haven't opened up all of your life to him. And so you're not walking in the fullness. You could be walking in a little here and a little there. But God's saying, no, I want you to walk into the fullness. The overflowing. Get out the uncertainty about God's goodness. Because, see, if you even have a little bit of doubt that God wants to be good to you, see, it closes the door. You can't receive. It's like the door's locked. But you know who locked it? You and I did. So just unlock it by saying, God, forgive me for not understanding. Forgive me for thinking you didn't love me. Forgive me, you know, for not trusting you. So I'm going to unlock that door and begin to be persuaded by what you've said. 
that you want to do good to me and not harm me. Open up my door. Open up the door of my heart fully so that I can receive from you. But listen, that's a daily process. And how do you do that? You spend time with God. You just spend time in fellowship with him. On your way to work, be praying. Praying in the Holy Ghost. When you're at home, you know, read, spend some time with God. Read the word. Find out what God says about you and about your situation. It's not some fantasy. It's not a fairy tale. His word is alive and living, but you got to read it, receive it, and believe it. Amen? And when you do, guess what? It'll come alive. And you'll start to come alive. And things will start to happen and change in your life. Because listen, if you don't keep your relationship alive with God, you'll get stagnant. And guess what stagnant brings? Stench. Things begin to die. You ever seen a stagnant pond? See? It gets all green and yucky and then it starts to stink. And guess what? Whatever is in it will begin to die because there is no life. There's no new water. There's no living water coming into that thing. See? You've got to keep the living water coming into your soul, filling yourself, drinking of the living water every day, taking a drink daily, taking a bunch of drinks. How much water do you drink? Well, drink more. It's good for you. Well, how much more do you need to drink of the living God, drink of his word, drink of his presence? you got to keep growing, see, because if not, you will die. I'm not saying you'll die physically, but you'll die spiritually. And then eventually other stuff will then start being affected and die too. See, you've got to stay alive and living and growing because it's healthy. Trust him fully all the way in all areas of your life. See, you can taste a little and if you're not careful, get satisfied. And say, oh, I tasted it. Oh, God was good. You give him a praise report. He did something wonderful. And then all of a sudden you're back to, well, I ain't got time for God. I got to do this. I got to have work. I got to be with family. I got to run here. I got to go there. Da-da-da-da-da. I got to do my ministry. I got to do my thing. Oh, wait a minute, God. When, before I go to bed, I, uh, hopefully I'll say goodnight to you. See, that's a dangerous place to be. Because you get satisfied. You taste a little. God's good. And then, whoop, we're back down to doing our thing. You got to stay, stay in God's word. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Don't get satisfied because God wants you to go further. Why? Because he's got more people attached to your life. He's got more people watching you, following you, so he needs you to go further. He needs you to get more bold and daring in your faith. Get out of the boat like Peter did. Get out of your comfortable zone. If it's uncomfortable, then, oh, thank God for it. Go, thank you, Jesus, for stretching me. Thank you, God, for asking me to do that. If he tells you to call somebody up and you go, well, but I don't really know them. Who cares? If he directs you to go pray for somebody and you said, but Lord, I don't really know how to pray. If God told you to do it, then God will enable you to do it. Maybe all they need is for you just to go over and say, look, can I just pray and just, you know, all you got to do is say, God, just bless them. You hear their cry. I just wanted you to know that you're not in this alone. I'm praying for you. I don't even have to know anything about it. All I just got to know is that I just want you to know I'm praying for you. Quit getting so complicated and making excuses so we don't do the thing God's called us to do. Because you know what? Their very life could be dependent on your obedience. And let me flip the side on that. 
When you're obedient, see, you're so in obedience that people will be obedient to your life. You keep telling God, knowing someday you're going to really need somebody to pray. You're going to need somebody to show up on your behalf. You're going to need somebody to hear God when he says, do this, pray that, go there, give him this. And you're going to be sitting there thinking, God, why didn't you hear me? And he's like, well, I'm trying to find somebody to be obedient. Don't be on the other end of that. See, obedience, so obedience, and you'll reap obedience in your life. You want what you're doing for others, that same thing, that hopefully when, they, when God speaks to them, they're going to run to you in obedience. Amen? But begin to trust and believe him like never before. Step out and step into the next level of God's goodness. Stop shrinking back. Quit saying, well, I don't see myself there. I don't see how I could be in the next level. I don't see how I could help there. I don't see how I could do that. Well, God, but you know, uh, you know, I have a hard time getting there on time. And, and then if I volunteer, then, oh, my God, they're going to expect me to do that all the time. <laughs> well, does your job expect you to show up? Does your job expect you to show up? Do you ever think about just getting up every day and just saying, well, today I go, tomorrow I don't. Today I go, tomorrow I don't. Guess what? You'll get a phone call real quick that says, don't come back, don't come back. No more check. See, how much more is God paying you? There ain't no paycheck. Let me tell you. You serve a limitless God. You serve him in his house and serve his people. And let me tell you, You'll start seeing stuff show up that ain't no job, ain't no blue cross blue shield can do for you. Only God. Amen? So quit shrinking back, quit making excuses, and begin to go to the next level that God has for you. Why? Because there's people attached to your life. There's people counting on you and me to do the next thing, the right thing, and the better thing. God's truth will begin to bring renewed strength to your spirit, soul, and body. It'll bring a renewed strength to your faith. Feed your heart on the goodness of God. Dispel the devil's lies. Begin to feed your heart on the goodness of God. Amen. It's important for you to what? Be in the house of God. It's important for you to serve. Why? Because in your place there is grace. And when you're serving God's blessing comes on you. They're super on your natural. Things will begin to change in your life because you're serving and honoring God in his house. Things will begin to happen. He'll strengthen your faith. Confidence will begin to grow like never before when you begin to trust more in God's ways and not yours. God will show you bigger and better things beyond yourself than ever, ever before. Quit holding back. Stop seeing what you see and what others maybe are trying to tell you to see and look at what God is seeing because he's waiting on you and me. When you take the next step, God said, I'm right there. When you take the next step, God said, I'm right there. I'm going to show up on your behalf. But I'm waiting on you. You've got to do something. Get up. Off you do nothing. Start doing something. Get up. Take a step of faith and move towards the very thing that you're trusting for. Because when you show up, guess what? God's already there, but he's been waiting for you to get up and make a move. He's been waiting for us to take the next step. Get up off your seat. Do something. He's waiting on us. But as long as we constantly draw back in fear, 
in certain areas, guess what? You'll never go forward. And you'll never experience the all that God has for you. And that is his goodness. His too much. Once you fully grasp his goodness, it closes the door to fear, doubt, and confusion. See, because if you don't have revelation of how good God is, okay, then doubt comes in, fear comes in, and confusion comes in. And it clouds your judgment. And you wonder why you make bad judgments all the time or you make bad choices because you don't have the revelation of how good God is. And you're not walking towards it. You've become stagnant. You're just sitting. Well, I'm waiting on God. God said, I'm waiting on you. You can keep saying, I'm waiting on God. God said, I'm waiting on you. And then maybe, hopefully, you'll get the revelation and get up. And go, well, maybe I need to go towards that thing. Maybe I need to get up and say, hey, I'll volunteer. Use me. Maybe you go, I don't really like kids. I don't want to work in the nursery. Oh, man, Lord. Let me tell you, that's the greatest reward, uh, reward is working with these children. I'm telling you, there's a great reward for you personally, physically, and spiritually. There's a great reward. <clears throat> Cleaning the church. Being an usher. Being a greeter. Just serving. Get the heart that says, God, where do you need me? Use me. Just use me. And I'm going to tell you, you'll see things change in your life when you begin to step out. So get up. Quit saying you're waiting on God because God said, I'm waiting on you. Fully grasp, when you fully grasp his goodness, that all those doors will be closed to fear, doubt, and confusion and be opened to the revelation and the miraculous of God. And the supernatural will begin to happen in your life like never before. But you're going to have to step out boldly in him and in his goodness and begin to see his goodness. And guess what? He'll come along and support you. He'll keep you afloat. I guarantee you, you won't sink. It may feel like it sometimes. You may feel like you're drowning. But hang on. You just keep saying what Daddy says. Keep thanking him and praising him. And guess what? You won't drown. Daddy will come along. But you got to settle once and for all. God is good and he's good to me. God wants to do good to me. God loves me. He wants to be good to me. He wants to shower me with his blessings. He wants to shower me with his healing and his wholeness and joy and peace. He wants to flood me to overflowing that I got too much in every area of my life that I'm just saturated with the goodness and the love of God that I ain't even got to say something to somebody. I just walk by him and the overflow is splashing on him. It's just splashing here and splashing there. Just flooded to overflowing. But settle once and for all that God's word is true for you. Don't let religion creep in and try to tell you, oh God, well maybe this is from God. Just accept the cancer because then you can tell everybody 
you know, that you almost died, or you write a note and then after you died, you can tell everybody, well, it was for God's glory. I'm sorry. No, that's not from God. When it comes, you stand up and tell the devil, no, you're not taking me out. Unless you want to go, that is your choice. Because he said, you stay till you're satisfied. Now, it'd be a shame if you go before your time, but if you choose and just say, look, I want to go, then you go on your terms. You tell the devil, if I'm ready to go, I'm going to get healed, and then I'll go. But you ain't driving me out of here with sickness and disease. If you're ready to go, that's your choice. But go out well. You go out on your terms. But don't let religion come in and try to tell you, well, you know how much you screwed up. You could just be thankful that you are alive and just be satisfied with what you got. No. God said I'm a good God. And I want to what? I want to, I want to bless you. I want to do good to you. I want to overflow you in every area of your life. But you're going to have to settle it. You can only settle that. Quit letting religion, man, and your emotions determine your destiny in life. Determine your victory. Quit letting everything and everyone else determine how much you got of God and how much is good in your life. No, God said that I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That don't sound like a little God to me. That don't sound like a cheap old God to me. That sounds like a wealthy God, a God that loves his children, a God that says, I want to bless you. I want to do good to you. I want to see you happy. I want you to be all that you can be in me. Why? So the glory of God will shine through your life. That your life will tell a story that everybody wants to read. Quit letting the devil talk you out of God's goodness and talk you out of the blessings that he has for you. Say no more. Let me just remind you in case you didn't know this. In Deuteronomy 28 over there, we're not going to go there, verses 11 through 13 sums it up. The Lord names every sickness, every disease of all kind and lack, and he calls them a curse. So I don't know about you, but I ain't walking in the curse. So that, none of that's for me then. No sickness, no disease, no lack. There ain't none of that for me because that's the curse. And I'm the blessed of God. I walk in his blessing. The Hebrew word shalom that the Lord uses so frequently to bless his people means to have wholeness in your life, spirit, soul, and body. So would that not now be contrary to what God is saying if he said, I want you whole in every area of life if you're walking around thinking that God put the sickness on you and he wants you to be poor and he just wants you to be humble. Humbly poor, humbly sick, and humbly disgusted, humbly disgraced, 
Well, I don't know about you, but if I was looking for something in life and searching and I came across you, I might just say thank you, but no thank you. I can go to the world and get better than that. Get up and act like a child of God. Shalom. Be blessed in whole spirit, soul, and body. Listen, it means to have nothing missing, nothing broken in every area. Just get a little excited. See, because God knows that that's the way things ought to be, and he's trying to get us to see that. He already knows what he wants for us, but he's trying to say, hello, if you'd read it, and believe it, you could receive it, and start walking in it. Oh, let's try that again. God is saying, hello, if you would read it, and believe it, and receive it, you could start walking in it. Thank God he's a good God. But he's trying to get us to walk in his goodness. Is he not your father? And if he's not, he can be your daddy today. A daddy that says, everything I have is yours. Everything I've said is for you. Yes and amen. Just say that for a minute. Say yes and amen. It's all Oh, thank you, Jesus. In Psalms 145, 9, it talks about that the Lord is good to all. He's no respecter of persons. Seek him and you'll find him. But, well, wait a minute. Oh, that means I got to do something. I got to seek him so I can find him. And then when I find him, I find out what he's saying to me. That he wants to be good to me. And then all the benefits that I have. And then I've been missing out on. God said, hello. Hello. Go find out your benefits. Read the benefits that I have for your life. Because I'm good. I'm good. Let's start believing the word of God. Let's start believing what God has said is for you and for me. As Pastor Ron comes. Let's start expecting and experiencing the goodness of God. But you got to do your part. Seek him. Spend time with him daily. Come to the house of God as he's serving up goodness and love and mercy and grace. Come to the table and receive what daddy has so you can go give it away. Come serve in his house and get a blessing and an, and an increased anointing on your life when you serve daddy and you serve his house. You serve his people. Expect and experience the goodness of God like never before. Seek him and find him. And believe what he says about you. And that it's for you. Once again, just declare in your life. Say no more. I'm no more drawing back. I'm no more going back. No more doubt and unbelief and confusion. No more. Because today, today, i got the revelation. God's good. He wants to be good to me. And I'm going to start receiving it. 
I'm going to start receiving the extraordinary of God. The out of the ordinary. I'm going to start receiving that God is good to me. I'm going to start believing and expecting it and walking in it like never before. My daddy is good to me. My daddy wants to love on me. My daddy wants to bless me. My daddy wants me to be happy. He wants me to be filled with peace and joy. Wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. You know, there's nothing down here that this world could break or try to destroy that God can't make new again. But you've got to give it to Him. You've got to give it to Him first. You've got to give it to Him first. See? You've got to get crawl up on the operating table in some cases and let God do a little surgery. But do you trust Him? They told you they had to cut you wide open, pull your heart out, do surgery on you because you might die. And you'd go in then, you let them cut you open, pull your chest apart, lay your heart out, and do a bunch of stuff on you. How much more do you not trust your Father, your Heavenly Father, to do some surgery on you, to make you whole again, to fix the broken? Said nothing missing, nothing broken. Make you whole in every area of your life. God said, just trust me. Because see, when we don't let him get in there and dig some things out, some things need to be removed. And you're going to have to deal with it. But listen, it'll only hurt for just one more time. Because God said, if you'll let me deal with it with you, I'll make you whole. And then once we've dealt with it, the next time you start then thinking about it, the soreness gets less and less. It's not that it's not there anymore. It's not that it never, ever happened. It happened, but now there's just a scar. And as the scar begins to heal, now it just gets better. And now when you look at it, you don't have to fall to pieces. You don't have to get wondering, well, does God love me? Does he not? Or, oh, my God, you know... No, you just look at it and you go, God, thank you. Thank you for fixing that. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for helping me to forgive them. Thank you for helping me to move on. Thank you. That's just a stone of remembrance of the goodness of God. That the devil is a liar and that God is good. All the time. Not just when I'm good. Not just when I've done everything right. God is good all the time. A merciful, loving God. But he said, you've got to get up. Get up from where you are. Begin to seek me. And serve me. Do something that you've never done before. Step out. And begin to serve. And God's goodness will flood your life. And I'm going to tell you, the miraculous will help and healing will come. Spirit, soul, and body. Things are going to start changing in your life relationally, job-wise, every area. I'm telling you, this is a time, pastor's been preaching this and preaching this, a year of expansions. I mean, expanding. I mean, things out of the ordinary happening that you turn around and go, whoa, 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 whoa. How did that just happen? 
God you just fixed that because I was like, whoa, and God just did it. Why? Because you're walking, walking towards God. God's number one. I'm seeking Him. I'm serving Him. I'm giving Him all of my heart and all of my life. And guess what? He's over here working. He's over here working. Why? Because I've opened up the door of my heart. I'm doing my part. I'm serving. I'm seeking. I'm seeking. I'm serving. I'm serving. I'm seeking. And God's working on my behalf. Oh, Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you right now. That there's even healings being released in this body right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for miraculous healings from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you right now. I thank you right now. That there are things happening right now. I'm telling you there are some things happening. Cancer is being destroyed. Cancer is being dissolved right now. The very root in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now in healing and backs. Vertebrae's right now, bones, bones being restored and renewed, arteries being unclogged in the name of Jesus, bodies becoming in harmony where things have been out of balance. Harmony right now to every cell, to every organ, right now in the name of Jesus. In the I just speak right now, too. Right now, you don't have peace. You have no peace and no joy in your house, with your mate, with your family. No peace, no joy. Disruption with your children. I declare right now, I bind every evil spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare peace and wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, right now that you've even been doing some surgery, open heart surgery right now. That even as we talked, things were coming up. It was almost like that splinter that's been way down there and has hurt, hurt, hurt. And all of a sudden, that thing just popped up, popped out right now in the name of Jesus. And now the healing process can begin so you can become whole and receive what God has for you. I declare right now, no, no, you're not going to have dementia, Alzheimer's, Clarity to mind right now. All brain cells being restored and coming alive. Clarity, clarity, clarity in the name of Jesus. For we have the mind of Christ. In the name of Jesus, no blood pressure issues, no cholesterol issues. In the name of Jesus, your body is lining up with the word of God. Hearing being restored. Hearing being restored in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God. You're flooding your people right now with your goodness. Your goodness. You're flooding them with your love. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.